0: Network. Network. You're listening to the Hopped Up Network.
1: The show you're about to listen to is part of the Hopped Up Network's growing family of craft beer podcasts in the U.S. and Canada. I think it's great. Find this show and others like it at hoppedupnetwork.com,
0: the spot for informative and entertaining craft beer podcasts. I love it. I love you guys. You're listening to the Hopped Up Network. You're listening to the Pints and Provisions Podcast with Evan, Mark, Ryan, and Dan.
2: You're listening to the Python and Barism Podcast
0: with Evan,
2: Mark, and Dan. Oh, I forgot to I can't remember. <laughs>
0: Latin. it's all oh. four of them it's huge um it was supposed to be on draft at pastry town for other half but okay they weren't able to get it into kegs or weren't able to get out to new york or whatever so slide down
2: you that. can grab one of those kid seats over there if you want
0: i'm just gonna make ryan move i just, I just want to stand somewhere i don't i, I don't want to sit i like to stand it makes everyone uncomfortable but i sit i sit too much
2: All right, Pints and Provisions. We're going to do the um, Bourbon County 2021 recap episode. Um, Our good friend, Patrick Hartzler, invited us.
0: Pat Squatch.
2: Over to Brewers Distributing, and we did a tasting of the entire lineup of the 2021 Bourbon County release, which was fantastic, amazing. Better fun than... And the other thing, too, is like we got to drink with some guys that we usually don't get to drink with. So that was a lot of fun. So Evan here,
1: Ryan here, Kyle. <laughs> um, we didn't do a check one too. I'll step back. a Check little bit. one. Two. Ryan here, Ryan here.
2: Just. So anyway, um, it was, it was a lot of fun. We got to taste a lot of great. I mean, none of them were bad and, uh, we'll kind of give a, our knee jerk reactions or I think very well thought and, um, very serious reactions, right? Serious. Totally serious. Totally serious. Very serious. Um, yeah. So... We had a good time. Yeah, we had a great time.
1: We got a tour of the facility. Um, got some swag. Got some swag. Got to pass out some swag. And, pass uh, out some swag.
0: Got to tick every Bourbon County in one night. Before yeah, that the was a tick eye. fest. That was a tick
2: fest.
1: Eight days before it gets released. Eight days. So that's, uh, I don't know, pretty exciting. And that so was like the media
2: release only, like, box...
1: Yeah, all the bottles were tagged so that they couldn't get sold on secondary or who knows why. But yeah,
2: yeah, they all exactly. Had
1: a big, big huge sticker that says media only. Um,
2: and came, we'll we'll post some pictures.
1: Yeah, came with a, uh, a little um, honeycomb piece of wood that uh, was used for the cherry wood bourbon county. Came with a little mini bottle, airplane sized bottle of Blanton's, just for the theme of Blanton's. So. It was pretty cool. And it came four, in a very nice, like, very well-wrapped box. And
2: one of these, like, um, uh, like accordion-style boxes that kind of opened up on another layer, and it had yeah. all the variants and four glasses, and it was a beautiful, beautiful box. He said he only got it, like, this week. Didn't even know if it was
1: coming. Yeah. Kind of last minute, so... Yeah. Um, Goose had a couple events last couple weeks, so they said they didn't know how many they would use. So they said if, you know we'll figure out what extras we have after uh, last weekend and we'll let you guys know. And they had some extras and they uh, sent them down here. So it was, uh, it was, it was a lot of fun.
2: So, um, we should get our beers of the week out of the way or beers of the month slash last time we recorded. So Ryan, I bet you have something on deck.
1: <laughs> well, I was going to, w- I wanted to talk about, uh, I, we went to Savannah, Georgia, um, About two weeks ago. So on the provision side of things, we had one of the best meals ever at a place called Elizabeth's on 37th in Savannah. Mm -hmm. Um, They had like a red beans and rice standard menu item that I ordered that was just phenomenal. And the proteins in it was like fresh flounder that was caught that day. Uh, Some sausage, some shrimp, uh, some crawfish. Uh, So very just traditional Southern uh, dish and then uh my wife got fresh uh a red snapper dish that was caught that day too so it was uh pretty awesome um and then i think well okay so yeah i went to <laughs> i got a yes. ticket i got a ticket yes. to uh uh BBT day i'm sure Kyle's going to mention this as well but uh I might. I, uh, I was able to, uh, win a, win a bottle of BBT for uh, beer barrel time for side project. Uh, so I went to St. Louis last Friday, uh, took a half day of work, drove down, picked up, uh, my bottle package, had two pours of BBT and drove back home. And BBT 2021 was phenomenal as expected for previous years. Uh, really consistent. Uh, a lot of people I was texting said last year was like smoky. And the year before was very more barrel forward and chocolaty. Um, I I never got the differences from those those other uh, years, uh, but uh, it was definitely barrel forward, chocolate, um, just phenomenal. So uh, I'll go to the food side on the Savannah Georgia dinner, and then uh, BBT twenty twenty one, very fresh uh, release last week from Side Project.
0: Nice. All
1: right. So so we might as well just let Kyle go because he's going to talk about BBT. As Kyle's well. going to talk about candles.
0: I am going to talk about candles. Mandals or candles? Candles, candles. Uh, are we doing food now too? Did I? I haven't been on one of these. Um, do we do food of the week. We your provision of the week. Of the week Kyle, yeah, your provision of, week. Right, provision of the week. All right, provision of the week. So I was in St. Louis, so we went to the best place in St. Louis, which is Union Loafers. Ooh, pizza place. It's a bakery by day, oh, pizza nice. place by night. It's phenomenal. Why not? they've apparently found a new way to cook bacon which turns it into like There's there's butter. new ways to I don't <laughs> know but it's not like it's not chewy it doesn't like pull apart it's just it's there it's delicious it's a spinach bacon pizza with slivered lemon on it and i think some Oh uh probably some shallot or onion i don't know it's phenomenal but uh so yeah planets aligned and both my brothers and my sister along with my Wife, daughter, and I were all able to go down to St. Louis last weekend. So,
2: your your daughter's first time at Side Project.
0: Yes, big fan. Yep. Uh, God bless you. Got her, in, <laughs> got her in line. Got her mulin already. Yes. Got a couple bottles of bubble wrap. for She me, got her so. chair. Yeah, absolutely. Chair, yeah, yeah It was fantastic. Did she asked about next year's uh, tickets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I wasn't able to get my uh, BBT allotment. I was, uh, you know, I only got in there five seconds. <laughs> the four seconds that Ryan did, so he got his. They they closed down the comments, so I wasn't able to irately claim that I had it in the cart. Yeah, which gets you your bottle when you do that. I think. Oh shoot. Um, but no, it was a fantastic time. So we got two bottles of bubble wrap each, so eight bottles of that plus a, a pour of it, which was fantastic. So bubble wrap Bub- again is <laughs> it's a beer the veil. It's, not, it's not bubble wrap. It's uh, <laughs> the
2: veil side project
0: weld works. And other half.
2: Yeah, some some so, slouches there. Some slouches. Never and heard of any of them.
0: <laughs> there is all, Junior sort, varsity squad all sorts there. of adjuncts in this. It's what vanilla, coconut. I don't know. There's probably four or five. All of adjuncts. the adjuncts. Yeah, all of the adjuncts.
2: Beautifully blended.
0: Beautifully blended. Super thick, as you'd expect from a side project or Weldworks. Um, that was amazing. Went to the um, side project seller's was it seventh eighth Eighth. anniversary yeah it was eighth uh went to that party got our bottles it was packed um as it should be and then walked the block down to the brewery which was not as packed they had bbt on draft they had eight and eight candles release at four o'clock on draft so we were able to just grab a table hang out grab both of those so eight candles is their owk recipe aged in pappy van winkle barrels Um, (laughs) oh i didn't know that oh we were able to do a bbt eight candles side by side um so very similar eight candles is non-carbonated bbt is mildly carbonated (laughs) is the only difference and then obviously the barrels are stepped up and it's it's more of almost a single barrel where most of the bbt's are a blend of a few different barrels so it's they're, they're different, both phenomenal, obviously. Um,
1: Wouldn't you just love to see the barrels that they have just sitting there he, in their warehouse?
0: He posts a picture every once in a while. They're like 10 high and just, I don't know. i just to, love to see to the
1: mix just, of how old they are, what distillery they came from, what recipes in there. And, and then obviously we but, talk about the blending process, but just to see the, the, the breadth of how many different barrels they must have out there and then what they use for all the different beers would just be incredible to just to, because witness. tell
2: me tell me a guy who's better at barrel aging and blending than that guy. I mean there's there's probably only 5 that even meet the standards of what they do. Maybe 10? I mean but on the beer five, side not many people would, no, would but have anyone be serious Corey. to talk about that. Yeah. You know, like his passion and his depth and breadth of knowledge of barrels and how to use those is incredible and there are some that do it much better on the stout side, some that do it much better on the sour sort of yep. spontaneous side. And he can do both.
0: Yeah. It, it, it's hard not to like fangirl over side project, Totally. But it, 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 it's just better. It's just better. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so,
1: and then even just like a little icing on the cake, they gave a, uh, you probably got it too. a little, almost like a little wine card. Uh, if you had uh, a box of wine come in the mail, they give you a card that says like tasting notes and all that. And so they did this for your package of side project beers that you got with BBT. So it was, you know, thick tag board paper, of course. And it just kind of described all the four beers that you got in your package. And it just, you know,
2: the upper deck version, very nice
1: touch. And yeah, it was, it was good. And, you know, when, when you look at some of these beer recipes, when they do blending, it's like some, it's like 39% of one barrel and then how they do that I don't and know. then 27.5 percent of the next barrel and then 13 percent of the next barrel it's like how do they get to those levels where you know it's not just dividing up like four different barrels maybe a little bit more of one a little bit less the next one so um, trial and error yeah yeah it's so pretty speaking impressive.
2: speaking of before because i really want to give a little kudos to the place that both made my pint and provision of the week what are we drinking? Because this is wonderful. It is pretty delicious. And And I think that this might have been just an afterthought of the night, but incredible.
1: Yeah, so you're blown away by this. Um, this beer is called Time Dilation. It's by the Eighth State Brewing Company out of Greenville, South Carolina. So Greenville. Uh, Greenville. Greenville. They do, um, I think most of their beers are, uh, this like 12 or 12.7 12. ounce bottles. Okay. So pretty small waxed, um, good label, uh, always really, really, really limited releases. I have no idea the bottle count on this, but this one was actually a collab with barrel theory out of, uh, Minneapolis, St. Saint Paul, Saint Paul, Saint Paul. Minneapolis, Minneapolis, the better pa- of the twins. We've talked about barrel theory a few <laughs> times here. Um,
2: only people from Twin Cities would say that.
1: But it's a fourteen point eight percent bourbon barrel aged stout, aged for two years and four months in a Willett family estate seven year bourbon barrel, uh, and then they collabed it together in Greenville, South Carolina. Um, this has a lot of hype on Untapped. It's four point five seven.
0: That's um, yeah, great. It's phenomenal.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, uh, it's. I don't know. It's really in, thick. In in a little bit of the circle of of text threads and stuff that I have with people I know uh, people are calling this one of the better non-adjunct, non-adjunct styles that they've yeah. had lately you know media is on that list Bbts on that list and this is kind of a new one on that list love so, it uh,
2: time dilation
1: it's on the sweeter side for I was non-adjunct. gonna say the only thing I would say is that it's a little sweet almost yeah. where I thought there was like vanilla in it or, or something yeah when
2: was this release
1: less than a year ago okay um, probably eight six to nine months ago I would say but um, I think it's incredible too. So the sweetness is not, you know, a huge, uh, deterring factor, but it's definitely a little on the sweeter side Yep, that probably offsets the barrel a little bit, but otherwise it's pretty dang good.
2: Um, a uh, little icing on the cake for the night
1: we've had. Yeah. So Yeah,
2: exactly. Um, I want to get through my, uh, best pint and provision of the week because they came from the same place. Uh, we were, uh, up in, the Traverse City, Michigan area This uh, like a week ago, and we went to a place called Farm Club. Um, Brian Wilburn, our southern foodie enthusiast, is a big fan of Farm Club as well, but this is a place that is very, 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 very much farm-to-table, but their beers are phenomenal. So although I got the English Special Bitter and my wife got the Czech Dark Lager, it was very apparent that I was going to take her beer and drink it rather than mine because not that mine was bad, but the Czech style dark lager that they had was insane, incredible, wonderful, especially for a fall day up there where it's cool, colors are popping, and then what they do there is best. They have like a um, uh, like a farm um, plate or a farm board that has all their fresh vegetables. They did this onion dip that was insane. They usually have fresh baked bread um and all kinds of stuff like um you know fresh rooted vegetables to dip it in and cheese and i mean it's just like it it nails everything and everyone that works there is out of central casting it's really wonderful like it's super eclectic hippie but traffic they they are the new thing up there the new it place and you go there; it's right off the bike trail. People are getting off their bikes and going. People are up there with their families and running around. They got fire pits. When it's cooler out, it's perfect. Awesome.
1: Fresh baked bread is a very underappreciated talent.
2: Oh, and it, like their board it's is terrific. just like fresh rooted vegetables, which is which are perfect and better than crackers to like dip in the onion dip and stuff that they had. So, and they had I think kind of like a, I think it was similar. Similar to a Baba Ganoush, where it was like eggplant yep. kind of dip, and oh, so yeah. it was wonderful, good stuff. all fresh. And like I said, everyone's straight out of central casting, so I love I it. Say there. that
1: after we put in our, uh, our our annual Thanksgiving order for our door <laughs> today, <laughs> we did right too before they sold out. So, uh, we did yeah, too, picking out that up next week, and lots of terrific.
2: croissants, you wow. know, yeah, so it'd be good. Yeah, this place is uh, just outside of Traverse City, so if you're in the Traverse City area. Um, I always harp, uh, as much as uh hop Lot, uh, kind of nails it, but this place is kind of the more foodie, but wonderful, beautiful beers. So let's get to the main event, which was the Bourbon County, um, lineup, which was eight deep. So, so we had was, eight beers. It was eight. Yep. Can so through them? yeah, let's, uh, so we started off with the OG, the original Bourbon County 2021. Yep. I think it was a good one to start off with. Clearly, like, wonderfully, I I, I felt like I got a lot of, you know, burnt barrel, a lot of good uh, barrel flavors, definitely
1: lots of chocolate, smooth, 14 point something. uh, uh, 14.0%. So, and I think, you know, I think they've kept it pretty traditional where... They blend Buffalo Trace, Heaven Hill, and Wild Turkey barrels, yep. and they just kind of do some of that master blending and find a good recipe from, you know, how the the environment and and the elements uh, age their beer in the barrels over the last twelve months, and they find a good blend for it. And honestly, I think one of the the things that I just kind of have noticed with this one is, you know, there's not necessarily a differentiating factor year to year. There's not a wow no. factor, but I think I don't I want it really, really consistent, which it's tough. It's not the same liquid that goes in every year. And obviously the barrels and everything else, like they're blending and they're trying to find a really consistent recipe, um, not just the brewing recipe. So I think they're doing a really good job with that. And, um, I don't know, that was kind of the thing that, that popped out to me. I had a 2020 about two weeks ago and then a 2019 about a week before that. And it was just kind of like, wow, like They just kind of dialed in some consistency here, which has got to be pretty dang tough uh, for this type of beer.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and that's exactly what I wanted out of this beer. I wanted it to taste exactly like all the other ones because I love it. And that's someone made the point like some of the hardest brewing out there is like brewing Bush Light because having worked in a bar before, like there's people that have drank Bush Light for 60 years. And if it is off by a molecule, they will let you know. And that's kind of what Bourbon County is getting to. Like they're getting the year-over-year year consistency point. where, like, you know what you want, and you're expecting it to taste a certain way, and if it doesn't, you're frankly going to be upset about it. And they're hitting it. They're they're
2: coming to the point where a like a craft macro lager is starting to be a craft macro barrel aged beer yeah. in yeah. in a good way. Yeah. Because if you can do that, lordy, like kudos to you.
1: Yeah. And the variety comes from their, their variants. Um, and so, you know, the, the balance that they have with coming out with, you know, eight different beers every year is really cool. Um, it probably doesn't have the hype it did five years ago. Uh, but, uh, yeah, to be able to, you know, to do eight variants, but then keep this one original that's just super consistent year over year. And, you know, I don't know, they probably do 10 times the volume that they do with these other variants. Uh, Which the next one was. Yeah. It's, uh,
2: Ryan, what was our next one? Uh,
1: the second one we tried was the reserve series with a Blanton's barrel. So they've done this reserve series for probably three Three. years now, maybe four. Actually, I think four. 2018, I think is when they started it with that black box. Oh yeah. They did two years with the black box. One was Elijah Craig and then one was, uh, Knob Creek, Knob Creek, Knob Creek. And then last year, they switched to kind of the sexier box with a little bit more color with uh, Weller 12 and, Weller, and Old Forester birthday. birthday Bourbon. So, this is the fir- fourth year of that reserve series. This year, uh, they did one in Blanton's Barrels and one in um, Old Forester 150th Anniversary Barrels. And we did both reserves side by side or back to back, I guess I should say. Yep. Um, and I think, if I'm not speaking for the group, that it was a heavy consensus that that 150 was Mm -hmm. way, way, way better uh, than the Blantons and no, no negative to the Blantons, but that 150 was terrific and on par with some of their best of the reserves that they'd done in previous years. And, and probably I think based on just the way that I ranked it, I think it was the best of the night. So uh, it was a good combination. The Blantons, um, I mean, they both had incredible packaging. We talked about that as a little bit of a, oh, yeah. a a joke and a gimmick, but also kind of how but on on terrific, on terrific on brand marketing branding creativity by uh, by Goose Island. So they had the uh, the traditional bag that goes around the bottle, a Blanton's bottle uh, for Blanton's, and then a box that goes with it, and then a the uh, little horsey, the, the little horse <laughs> that goes with the top of the bottle. Um, and then the Reserve One Hundred and Fifty was basically a uh, condensed size of the replica of a of a uh, old forester one fiftieth anniversary like cylinder. cylinder yeah c- cylindrical tube that they came out with maybe a year ago. So uh it was it's it's pretty cool just to see the different marketing techniques that they do, but I'll let you guys talk. I mean uh I think we all love that one fifty. I mean everything kinda amped up barrel profile, mouthfeel it just kinda smoothness. It just kinda all kinda amped up from that and I don't think it came from actual age um i just think it was probably maybe a little bit better blend of stouts and a little bit better barrel that they used i don't know
0: yeah i I love the blantons but it was slightly on the thinner side and i like a very thick stout i mean with a bourbon barrel bourbon barrel non-adjunct bourbon barrel aged stout like mouthfeel is, is a huge factor there so that's where the 150 for me really Shined as opposed to the Blantons, both obviously using fantastic barrels, similar recipes. But I think the mouthfeel for me is really what was the differentiator there.
2: Yeah, and I think the uh, 150 had just such more smoothness, it had more roundness and, and maybe a little bit more dimension than the Blantons. I the Blanton, this is not taking anything away from the Blantons because once you move from the OG to the Blantons and 150, there was a clear distinction of quality of barrel, quality of like mouthfeel. But then it was just like trying to differentiate. Okay, well, this is just a, a little bit, you know, is, is a little bit better than the first. So these two really differentiate themselves because of the quality of the barrel and the quality of the uh, overall mouthfeel and the smoothness of what heat with the barrel and the other ones you don't get with these. It's just a lot smoother on the palate. It's not so harsh. Not so astringent, not so uh, aggressive,
0: And I think while we talk about these two, we should probably tie in the double barrel toasted, which might as well.: We had at the end, but I think it belongs with these two more than it does the others, and that beer' fantastic. it The double barrel is bone dry, and
2: it was very dry.
0: bold. I guess is probably the best way to describe it, Where I, I probably preserve, so unique. I preserve, so unique prefer the 150 over it but it was very unique and and different than all the rest in that it was so dry and the flavor was so bold
2: yeah i agree i think the whole um like attenuation there on the double barrel was there because it wasn't as sweet it was a lot more dry and a lot more smoother finish on the end of your palate so for
0: 16 percent too it was was the highest of all
2: yeah and and that was the one that hit it the best
0: yeah
1: yeah absolutely yeah, the other non uh the Blantons was fifteen point four. The Reserve One Fifty 150 was fifteen point six, and the Double Barrel Toasted was 16. sixteen. And I mean, all those, which basically all those were one percent or more higher in ABV, and and the smoothness, you you really just could not tell a difference um, from where they were with some that were twelve percent, thirteen percent, and fourteen percent. But yeah, that, that double barrel toasted. So, you know, we kind of talked about it because um, a lot of people were really worried about this toasted element. They thought could, it was going to be smoky. could cause this nope. super char flavor, smoky flavor, whatever. Um, and I, I guess I have a little experience with some of the toasted uh, barrels that uh, that the bourbon community has released recently, including this Elijah Craig. That just adds this element of flavor complexity, sweetness, vanilla, which honestly I thought uh, came through very consistently to that double barrel um, toasted bourbon county that we had tonight. So it'd be really interesting for people to have um, like a traditional bourbon that's, you know, 55%, 110 proof. And then, you know, a normal bourbon County and then go to this toasted barrel. And then the double barrel toasted bourbon County and just have them all kind of side by side to really differentiate the, the, the flavor profile. Cause, um, I thought, I thought, I thought they did a really good job with the double barrel toasted that they did for bourbon County. And, um, it wasn't my favorite. I still think that reserve One Hundred and Fifty was the best one, but, um, yeah, we saved it for the end, as I think, kind of a little bit of a risk mitigation factor yeah, and risk mitigation. And uh, good. I mean, it was pretty good consensus around the table. I think we had eight or nine guys, uh, and everyone was kind of like, "Holy cow, this was this was one uh, we maybe should have tried a little bit earlier." But it definitely did not bring that smokiness or char or anything to alter your palate that would have screwed things up for later on. Yeah, so I agree. Then we uh, we shifted to the cherry wood which also had a lot of discussion around it because of uh, non-adjunct uh, stout. So so of these eight, five had no adjuncts, um, and this one was 14.2%, and all it was was uh, it, it was double-barreled, and the uh, secondary barrel was with uh, a cherry wood. Um, I guess they used what they called these uh, honeycomb... Uh, wood cubes or something like that. And, uh, we all definitely noticed a different flavor profile. Um, a little bit of sweetness. I think they said you should get plenty of dark fruits and things like that. I don't know if I fully said dark fruit, but it was definitely really sweet. Um, it was a restrained beer, little dry. Uh, the wood was very present, but I, honestly, I thought it was on par with the original, and uh, and the the reserve Blantons, in my opinion, I thought it was I thought it was great, and and honestly, one that I would love to have a couple bottles of. As we start our chase uh, for for a few bottles of each of these over the next couple weeks, I'd love to have two or three of these, and and have at least save one of them for like two or three years down the road, just to see what that cherry wood goes to it, because I thought it was a really really good one.
0: Yeah, yeah. the the cherry one was actually something I was really excited for when I saw that one come out because no one ages anything cherry wood. Um, and it was frankly exactly what I wanted. It was very slightly different than the original, um, slightly drier, very subtly different. And yeah, I was very, very happy with it.
2: Yeah, it was, I think it was everyone's, um, what, what most people would say is like, if you needed to get someone introduced to barrel aged beer and you didn't want to like, scare them this might be a good introduction it was a lot more restrained muted when it comes to a barrel aged beer but it was nice and like kind of soft and beautiful in terms of it wasn't so harsh it wasn't so off-putting i think
1: the general consensus was everyone was pretty pleasantly yeah. surprised yeah it was good number five was called 14 so this is a replica of the 2014 Proprietor Series, which uh, seven years ago was uh, a Chicago-only release, as their normal Propriety Series goes. Uh, it was 13.2% in 2014. It was 13.2% this year. Uh, basically, they just replicated a recipe from a few years ago. Uh, cinnamon, or uh, I guess it's called Cassia Bark, in the... Uh, 2014 recipe uh, pinella sugar and coconut water so uh, aged in rye barrels um, really good combination of flavors those that uh, had this one in 2014 uh, I'm sure are thinking uh very huge fan of that one and are excited for this one yeah I think all of us were very very happy with happy it. with it uh, I I don't think anyone got a ton of coconut no but plenty of cinnamon that cashsia bark uh, and I think everyone thought it was really good so
2: I'm not sure if I got any particular, like, additional flavors from rye, but it was just a nice additional sort of cousin to, you know, the 14. It's like taking that and replicating it again in a very consistent manner.
0: Just a big cinnamon bomb. Yeah, exactly <laughs> just a yeah. big cinnamon it bomb. Just- yeah, I thought it was cinnamon heavy
1: on the nose, and then a little bit more balanced on the flavor, but, um Yeah. Nothing wrong with this. If you don't like cinnamon, don't go after it. If you're yeah. hoping yeah. for a coconut bomb, uh, this there. isn't the one for you. So. Well, because it's uh, just coconut water. Yeah, but it yeah. was good. It, it's um, all cinnamon. Number six, we went with the Classic Cola. I love uh, this one. It was a great choice. Uh, we debated saving Classic Cola for last just because of the unique flavor, flavor pro- profile. But um, the combination of flavors here are... well. It's a 14% 14 barrel-aged stout, but they're trying to go for a whiskey-coke type of flavor profile. They added lime and orange juice and zest, coriander, cinnamon, nutmeg, brown sugar, and vanilla to bring out all the flavors of this classic drink. And for what they were trying to do, I don't think anyone argued that they knocked it out of the park. I mean... We said if, if there's someone out there that hates beer, loves whiskey Cokes, they would probably love, love, love this beer. So, um, it was a fun one and, uh, I don't know. My, my whole take was that you just got all those flavors that they tried to get through. Nothing was bold and it was just kind of like a, a true take on a whiskey Coke transitioned or transferred into a beer. So it was, uh. It was fun. We we kind of talked about that Earl Grey tea one from uh, Kentucky Fog. Kentucky Fog from last year, and and everyone said it was really good. But you don't want to have you don't have it once a month for the next year. You, you know, having a couple of them are great and it's fun. And I think that's my opinion on this one. I would love to get another yeah. bottle, maybe or yeah, maybe two. And it's a good one to drink. But uh, I don't know what do you...
0: I mean. It's easily the most unique stout I've had. Like I've n- never had anything with that yep. profile of adjuncts in it before. That actually worked. Like, it it worked really well.
2: Yeah. Like, so yeah. And my and my question was like, how many years did it take for them to nail this? Because when you have the mixer of a little bit more of this, a little bit less of this, to get what you want in terms of cola flavored, because that is not an easy flavor. Probably their first shot and. Yeah, yeah, clearly not their first (laughs) shot. But for the complexity of a flavor that they're going for in a barrel-aged stout, like this has to be one of, I think, my favorite um, targets to go for. And it was just like a bullseye when it comes to what they're going for. And it's not going to be for everyone. Just like a lot of these very specific and pigeonholed adjunct beers, it ain't going to go over with everybody, but I absolutely loved it. And I'm sorry, but like the Spumoni ice cream one was amazing. But if, if I were faced at the checkout line to pick one of these, I'd pick the Cola one. Really? My, me personally.
0: Yeah. I, I just have to commend them on. Absolutely. Frankly, two years in a row finding a, an adjunct that has not been done before or thought a of, very or thought adjunct, of. Yeah. heavy yeah. beer. Scene in a, in like. a world
2: that like everyone throws, Breakfast cereal like and all kinds of desserts and crap, and nobody are, nobody thought of
0: this. People are putting food and beer and like, yeah, this this is.
1: Because the really only food. uh the only thing people have been looking at is dessert menus. Yeah.
2: And nobody, yeah. Nobody looked at like a whiskey and coke. And this is a clear it was like everyone just couldn't see the forest for the trees
1: Yeah. Yet. Yep. So good job, Goose. Uh we all uh were a big fan of that one. The next one our second to last, prop. well, actually, actually, this was our last one because, um, the toasted was, uh, was one we already talked about. So prop. the prop, yeah. Um, it was a take on a strawberry shortcake or they called it a Spumani ice cream, uh, strawberry, vanilla, and coconut flavors. Um, I think we all agreed that the strawberry was quite prevalent. Um, my description, this was a, uh, 12.8% ABV, so the lowest of uh, of the eight. And if you would have given this to me and said it was not a beer and some other form of drink, I, I would have believed you. Yeah. You didn't get the chocolate. You didn't get the barrel-aged stout or whatever. Not saying that's a negative. Um, to me, I, I, I felt like if you had one of those angel food cakes with a bunch of strawberry within it, uh, this is exactly what you tasted, so um, it was very good. Uh, I think it, I think it also executed what they're trying to do exactly. really, really well. Um, it's not one that I'll chase, and I would love to have you know five or six of in my uh, my collection. But
0: uh,
1: I thought they did a nice job with it.
0: So, what do you guys think? If you like a pastry stout, <laughs> this is this is your beer. It is all strawberry. There is no Bourbon County in here. It is all pastry. Ooh. Not that that's a bad thing, but like, I mean, they, they, you know, took the direction, and ran with it.
2: Well, and again, like, you know, you can, you can dog, you know, big beer all you want. And what, what, what Goose Island is kind of like this, just sort of weird uh, offshoot of that, but they continue to surprise people with their adjunct stouts where everyone's like, like you said, throwing food into beer. And these, these are versions of like deconstructed food into beer. And I got a lot of this like freeze dried strawberry flavor out of this. So it was really kind of this, I I don't know, it had this sort of like freeze dried, you know, creamy, uh, you know, strawberry feel to it. I really like the fruit in it. I think that again, they executed a flavor that no one's really tried to go for, yeah. even though people have done fruit and people have done pastry, but they they seem to find a way to, you know, just kind of go under, underneath what everyone's doing and surprise people in ways that, you know, hasn't been done.
0: I've had, I've not had that much strawberry in a beer before. Yeah. Like, it was very well done.
2: Unless it's a stupid lactose IPA. <laughs> yeah, the, those don't count. Those there don't, was that, those don't count.
1: The, yeah, the, the henna, all the flavors were probably oh, yeah. bolder with Moore's Henna series, where they did the go. Strawberry Rainbow. Um, yeah, which was really good. But yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. The strawberry, the strawberry was was definitely the uh, the star of the show in that in that beer. But in the uh, flavor,
2: in the flavor of In any... the flavor.
1: Yeah, I think we all just like had a lot of fun with the concept of they're just trying different things. And they probably... And
2: that's stupid different things.
1: ...done some recipes and tested them over the years. But to... I don't know. The concept of like bringing out eight different beers every year is is really cool. And it's hard. Um, It's really hard. It's got to be so hard.
2: But they put it in this package and they present it in a way that's like, we believe and stand by every single one of these in their own right. Yeah. And none of them are going to be like the other. And none of them are.
1: Yeah. For anyone that's like Hype Brewery XYZ is better than Goose Island uh, at Barrel-Aid Stouts, those XYZ breweries are not taking risks like this. And it's pretty cool to see what they're trying to do. And and really, I think everything they try to do, whether you love it or kind of like it, they executed it to the T. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. So, um, you know, as far as we know, they're going to just sell out like crazy People are going to go crazy for all of them. Maybe classic cola. Um, I don't know. That might be the only one that actually like stays on the shelf for a while because I don't know. I feel like once people try hope cherry wood. <laughs> I hope it does
2: because I'll buy it all.
1: And when once people try, like cherry wood might be the other one that's like a candidate to stay on the shelf for a little bit longer. Once people taste that, they're going to be like, nope, I'm good. I'm going to go get some more. Yeah. Like this was really, really, really tasty. So yeah. Um, I think they hit they hit a home run and it's a, a awesome balance of uniqueness. And I just hope they keep trying to expand upon this and try new stuff. And I don't know, it'll be uh, fun to just keep following the theme years to come.
2: Yeah. I think that, um, looking forward to black Friday every year is also what they've done really well is they've made a day of it where people go out and start hunting. So that also is kind of, added to the mystique of what Black Friday and Bourbon County is. So, in terms of branding, they've continued to do a good job of not only staying on brand where they release lots of really forward-thinking adjuncted barrel-aged stouts, but also like staying true to a brand that continues to be consistent year after year after year after year. Other than like 2015 where they had some missteps and, you know, trips and they figured it out yeah. and you know, it's still like we had, we started off the night having a 2011.
1: Yeah. Oh, you gosh. forgot that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and that still, I didn't
1: want that to steal a show. <laughs> I mean,
2: that's still held up and it's 10, ten years. years old. 10 years. And it had such wonderful barrel flavor and character. And it was just as good as the OG that they're putting out this year. And it's 10 years old. Yeah. That was not fun. to mention, we also had the fun. Weller from yeah. last year. So
1: we had some awesome non-adjunct beers today.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, really a a big thank you to Pat um, putting this out. He's our kind of regional uh, guru uh, shaman of the Bourbon County brand here in the Peoria area. And to be part of such a small group and such a, a exclusive group to get to taste all of these was a great share on his part and shows how much, he um, he really believes in what they do and, you know, enjoying it with a group of friends. It's very different across the board. You know, we got to meet a lot of new people tonight, too, in terms of, uh, of being there. He gave us a tour of the facility, which is really fun to see um, from, you know, macro loggers to what they do in their craft beer side. So it's just kind of fun to see, like, what they hold in their warehouse
0: from week to week. And right now they're good for three weeks, right? They are. But speaking of what they <laughs> hold back... Pat gave us kind of a preview of Black Friday this year, and it sounds like what Kelleher's, Olympia, who else is going to have some place good in Pekin, drafts in town?
2: Um, uh, uh, Railhouse, 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 in Pekin is going to have some really good stuff on tap. I know that. Um, so, if you're looking to get out on Black Friday, which we will release this before Black Friday. Black Friday, a <laughs> uh, Black Friday. We will you'll be able to hear this, so you can kind of know where to go to get the good stuff. But I mean, they've got tons of stuff. Yep. Which, of course, as we look through the list, uh, us three, we're gonna get a couple kegs of other stuff <laughs> uh, just to have here at my house, which um, are gonna be able to be procured.
0: Perfect. Yeah, they were what they got kegs of. I think a Cherrywood Classic Cola fourteen. There was a twenty fourteen. I think regular so. hitting the streets yeah so.
2: well um gentlemen i appreciate the uh yeah like kyle especially i appreciate the invite to getting this kind of put together because your good friend pat um included us so i uh we're grateful and we're thankful so pat again uh you and your group there over at brewers thank thank you so much for allowing us to be a part of the project thanks pat tonight. Yeah, thank you all right
1: cheers guys cheers guys till next time